Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. I I <laughs> want to get something so so just right off right off the bat. I'm going to yes. go way out of like off the side here. Okay. How is it that I have such a struggle to change like my phone screen saver picture uh-huh. on my own? But yet, as I'm fumbling around at the grocery store trying to get everything in my car, it I change it. I don't know how I changed yeah. it. I don't know what it is. You know, what I don't know is? where it came from. And now I'm just trying to get it. It's, it's magic. It, how it's did I push enough magic. buttons? Because it's like seven screens in. How did I possibly it, push enough buttons to do that? It's the AI. <laughs> Messing with you, Al. It's, it's like it's I'm gonna, At least I yeah, didn't accidentally buy something. This is true. Yeah. My Maybe phone, I did, yeah. and I don't know it. I don't. My know. phone likes to hit the return button when I'm in the middle of typing something. So all of a sudden, I have like letters on different lines, and I have no idea why. So, not as exciting as yours. I mean, changing a whole background picture—that's. And that's it looks impressive. like paper or something. I don't know what it even is. Wow. If somebody got a random text from me, it wasn't me. I'm sorry. I don't know sure. what I did. I've tried to use that excuse before. <laughs> I, I didn't send that text. I don't know where it came from. That was hacked. That was hacked. Totally hacked. The hackers um, Tracy, I of... found a new movie for you. Yes? What is it? The new Joaquin Phoenix movie. Ah, uh, Bo is no. Afraid. I'm I figured... interested to see this. I think it's you. I think because I just thought it was like a total waste of time i might oh I, I like i like ari Oster's first two films um this one is getting really mixed re- he's an interesting dude like he's got some issues like i think well, for me i had i had to give it two grades <laughs> <laughs> i had to give it two grades okay i gave the performances because i think it's one of joaquin phoenix's best performances i've heard yeah in a movie that i feel like and i'll censor this the director was just like i'm just gonna make whatever i movie want whatever kind of movie i want and you guys like yeah you know like i just his other movies are odd and interesting but they there is a conclusion Uh uh-huh this is seven different stories that don't ever come you're just like okay that would have been a good movie that Mm. would have been a good movie i don't know what the f that was like it's just and the acting from everyone was great the filmmaking was great so Mm -hmm. i gave the performances a b and i gave the movie a d okay that's that's how that's that's a low 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 grade for you because i I don't like it when a filmmaker takes your time for three hours and makes something just for himself. There's an audience for this movie, but 95% of the rest of us feel slighted at the end. Yeah. Adam McDonald said he, the first thing he said to the studio rep was how do I get my three hours back? Yeah. So that one, I'll probably wait till it's out on streaming. I don't think I need to see it on the, the big screen like I don't know. I there's some visuals in there and some intensity that you might yeah. actually enjoy it in the theater. I'm just so torn. Yeah. It's gonna be Tracy's favorite I, movie of the year. It is. It is. And that's it's the thing is is it's great technical filmmaking. Right. But as a whole, as a as a experience as a film goer, mm-hmm. It sucks as a film goer because you're trying. It's so surreal. It's like, I don't mind surreal things. And it's A24 plus this director. Like, you know, it's going to be crazy. Right. But I just wanted it to come back to something. Mm. Mm. And it just keeps going all these different places. And it leaves you to try and connect the dots. But 
too much. Gotcha. Like, I don't mind, like, I didn't hate the end of Sopranos when it just goes black. A whole lot of people are like, oh, that was stupid. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah. I don't know. This was just too much, too much. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I know he's I'm been. I'm curious about what you think. He's He's been, like, thinking of this story. Like, this was originally going to be, like, one of his first films. And he couldn't get a finance because it was too weird. So he yeah. went. So we waited for A24 to come out. <laughs> well, when you do, it's like, sure, we'll make it. We don't care. When much. you do uh, Hereditary in Midsummer, and then you go into Bo is Afraid. Yeah. And then his next film, he's talking about doing with Joaquin Phoenix, um, uh, a Western noir film. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that he's he's doing something different. I was excited to see that he's not doing yeah. another horror film if you will, but uh, more of a psychological thing. But I dude mean, has issues still, with his mom. It's like, still kind of horror-ish. That, yeah, yeah. But not like as much so as the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's an experience. And there was at least one critic in our screening that she walked out and she was like, that was awesome. Oh. We all sat through the end of the credits just sitting there like, huh. what are we going <laughs> to say about this yeah and again i was torn because there was a lot about it that i really liked Mm -hmm. and i get it like you're a filmmaker you've put in your time you have a project that you really want to do but part of being a filmmaker is understanding that film is for people to experience with you yeah yeah. You are getting your movie made so that you can have other people experience something. And by just kind of giving your audience the finger. Mm. Well, yeah. um, I'm excited to, to check that one out. Um, and, and then we'll talk about it. Well, not we'll on here. But yeah, interesting. I wondered if this was going to be. I knew it was going to be divided everything everywhere all at once because i saw the previews and i was like is it going to be like because everything everywhere all at once looked really weird in the previews and it it worked really well on the film right but then then you have a a movie like mother which i think this one might be more like yeah and i don't think people understand people that have gotten on the a24 train with (laughs) everything everywhere all at once don't really understand what a, like if, if your only exposure to A24 was last year and it was everything everywhere all at once and then Marcel the Shell with shoes on, <laughs> you've got to dig into their catalog a little bit to kind of understand some of the movies that have been made by it's, that studio for this one to make sense, it sounds like. We should like, do an A24 month. I don't know if we could find enough movies for Jake to... I think we could do... Jake could do Lamb. Okay. Did and we could talk about we won't pick like the way far out ones, but we could there's enough out there that could fit into the category of this show. So what Jake is saying is this is like the band extreme when they release more than words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The band's name they, is Extreme, and then they release this ballad and all these girls fall in love or, with the band, and then they go see them live, and then they have a whole different experience. Or, I feel like I kind like, of have extremes hair today. <laughs> you kind of do. <laughs> Another good example is is Frank Turner. My first yes. experience with Frank Turner was "Be More Kind," the album, which is a fantastic album. Great album. Then you go listen to his other stuff; it's very, very different, so, and you just need to be prepared for that. Candy, yeah. There's some like uh, Frank Turner hardcore, the FTHC yeah. album. That one's definitely more. But if you listen yeah. to a lot of like positive songs for negative people then yeah. you get a little bit more of the be more kind, but yes. Yeah. Um, so, speed of which he's coming in concert uh, in a month. So I'm excited for that. And we're going to go see Foo Fighters. We are going to go fight some Foo. We're going to fight some August. Foo. I'm excited for that. So we got a, we got a good I, I'm super up. excited. And Guardians. We, got, we, get to, we get to see Guardians here soon. Early word of mouth is really good on this one. One would yeah. hope. Which I hope we'll it's see. I hope it's going to be good. I hope they stick the landing with it. It's James it's Gunn's better than Guardians too, right, Val? I mean, anything. <laughs> Bo is afraid the... versus Guardians. So, 2. if you want to hear my opinion on Guardians Two Multiplane Podcast, we just had our Guardian uh, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Two come out today. So, when you're done listening to this, 
you could head over to multiplane and you can hear and i did have some good points it wasn't all just slashing everything mm -hmm. but i have opinions so Bo is afraid versus guardians 2 guardians 2 well uh <laughs> wow no i'd probably watch Bo is afraid one more time just because i oh why do you do that guardians 2 is shorter val it doesn't feel like it oh well that's a fair point for you then i don't i want i want to be clear i do not share val's feelings for guardians 2 i liked guardians 2 fine it wasn't as good as the first one you gotta listen on monday or today okay i don't know val's feelings <laughs> you don't Perhaps know that me. last remark i don't know Oh, so we've got well, rival opinions. And speaking of rival opinions. Well, I was going to say, speaking of Guardians Volume 3, we will probably talk about it and we'll probably review it, but you're not going to be able to see it on our normal feed. You're going to have to join our Patreon to catch it. So make sure that you become a patron there, that you support us. Uh, it is $3 a month at the bottom level, and that's going to get you the access to the exclusive um newer movies that we're going to review and the exclusive content that will be there. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, three dollars a month. Like that is, that is three one dollar menu items from McDonald's. You can do that, Tracy. And you'll I don't feel know how a lot better. Do. They don't have a dollar menu anymore <laughs> you, at McDonald's. It's been a while, be man. Bloated. Yes, yeah, we are. It's it's more satisfying for yes. sure. Yeah, than a cheeseburger from McDonald's. So, <laughs> that's going to be our new tagline. Everything on, make on our show looks exactly like it does on the menu. That's true. That this is a hundred percent certified pure Jake Deets that you're looking at right here. On this, <laughs> this is not. That's not enough to... makeup or anything. I look this good in person as well. He does. That I will watch be... for that. Yep. I was just freaking out because you said Foo Fighters in August, and I'm like, oh, what is the date of it in August? I didn't put it on my calendar yet. Ah. And I have a lot of events in August. I didn't know there's a Final Fantasy Fest. Final no Fantasy Fest, and oh, I will you, be You've going. never been to the Triple F? No. <laughs> I haven't either. I've just been I to the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters? Yeah, that's, that's the double F, not to be confused with FF. Final, <laughs> or what is it, Fast and Furious? Yeah. Fast and Furious right. franchise is Triple F. Okay. Yep, Triple F rated. I mean, uh, Triple F. Okay. <laughs> Rival uh, opinions. I am excited because before we started recording today, yes, it sounded like we're not all sharing the same feelings about this movie, and we're not all sharing the same feelings for next, next week's movie. So if you guys enjoy the conversations where we don't agree, the next two weeks are for you, I think. <laughs> if you like to see mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> it's, it's I'm tired dumb. of these AAA ratings. Come on, give me something juicy. Yeah, there, I I have a feeling we're gonna go a couple weeks before we have another AAA rating. <laughs> Just call it a yeah. hunch. But we are talking about the Prestige, and I'm hoping Val, because there was a lot of back and forth on this, that you did watch the Prestige with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, not and the not the Illusionist with Edward Norton. Yes, I did. I, I just, I don't know why too. I couldn't get that out of my mind because they came out around the same time, I think. They did. They did. Yeah. And so it, it's just so weird that all of these same movies kind of tend to it's, come out around the same yeah. time. It's because one studio hears that they're making a certain kind of movie and then the other studio is like, we need a volcano movie or we need a talking ant movie. We need a rival movie. The one I always think of and I tie it to, like to me, this is a, I call it a case of, this it's armageddon versus deep impact because i worked at the movie theater yeah. the year that those came out and that was and like armageddon and deep impact i think one of these movies has stood the test of time the and the has other been. has not yeah the prestige by the way is the so, one that's so the test of time. well and it's so funny because i just i i just i think we should do like a show on like movies like that that come out or maybe a month on movies that are similar that come out in the same year because I just got done um, reading Shoe Dog. You guys know okay. how much I'm into Nike and I love sports yeah. and I love the history of sports. And And Phil Knight is the co-founder of Nike. And mm -hmm. I had seen both movies about the runner Prefontaine. Okay. 
but they both came out within a year of each other. And one of them has Jared Leto. And one of them has the guy, I can't ever remember how, what his name is from Big Fish. And um, oh. and I love yeah. him. And he's in um, Morning. He's not in enough stuff. That's the problem. Let me look it up really quick. Um, but anyway, so it was so funny because I'm like, okay, I just watched the movie Air, which I do think we should do an episode on. Right. And then as I'm listening to this book, the shoe dog book. And he's talking about, we're in the sections that talk about the runner prefontaine. And I'm like, Oh yeah, there's the movies about it. And I've already seen them, but I didn't know the entire story. So I went back and watched both movies this week. And then I was like, then we pulled the prestige and I thought about the illusionist. And I was like, but with the two movies about prefontaine, they're actually both hold up very well. It's right. not like the prestige and the illusionist where you want to set the illusionist on fire and right. the, and the prestige, you're like, okay, I mean, that's something, you know? Um, Billy, Billy Crudup. Crudup. Billy Crudup. I can't ever yep. remember his name. I yeah. love him. And, oh, this is going to be just fun. for those that are screaming, Ewan McGregor. No, it wasn't Ewan McGregor that we were no. trying to think of. We would remember you. Right. No. Yeah. We're yeah. familiar with you. Jake said he needs to be in more stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So obviously yeah, morning show. He's in morning show. Yeah. And he's the producer. And he's so good. In morning show, and he was in Big Fish as the son, um, yep. and uh, he just—he's really great. But he plays um, Prefontaine in um, that movie. And uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm sorry, I should have been more. Uh, there is a movie that's called Prefontaine, but that's the one that um, Jared Leto is in. The one that he is in is actually like it has like a running name, and I'm sorry that I forget everything, and I can't. It's not coming up. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> is it one mile to you? No, no, nope, that's not it. And I just watched it, but for some reason I can't remember. Anything. No, um, it's not Justice League. That wasn't. It. <laughs> it's not Rob. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay okay well when i find it i'll just yell it out well so go, go ahead, ahead Tracy. no i was just you're you, kick us off i, I was just to, gonna say no i don't think a lot of people know this but it's actually based on a book um and i've i've read the book and the book is very different from the movie um right. so so it's interesting because and in the in the book they actually have um the modern day uh, kids or adults now, but they're the progeny of these magicians who play into it. And it's, that was cut from the movie. And I think that that was the right decision. Yeah. That, that can work in a book. Okay. But I think it can get too long in a movie. Yeah. And this is, series. A longer movie. And, and I like the movie. It, I feel like the ending is just a little too fast. Do we want to skip? Where do you want to go on this? Well, yeah, we can get to the ending. I, I would kind of agree. I, I also, as I was looking up stuff about the movie, there one of the commonly asked questions online is, is it based on a true story? Like, there are a couple of magicians that inspired it, but yes. no, I think if you've seen the movie, I think it's pretty clear that this is not based on a true story. And if you thought it was, it has, well, that's interesting. And I'd like to talk about that. People who actually you. lived, like, yes. there was a Tesla. Yes, like Nikolai Tesla, that's a real that's person. That's a real person, yeah. I think but, that's what the great storytelling on something like this is, is that they put enough true things in the lie right. that mm -hmm. you question whether it's true or not, which kind of goes along with the whole story yeah. of what they're telling you between right. all of the characters in the movie is that if you put enough real things in this lie and this deceit that's it. happening, then you're going to believe it. And so with, you know, with good storytelling in a movie like this, they put enough things in there that we recognize yeah, right? that we're like, Oh, and we question it, you know? And yeah. so that it, the whole movie just keeps you on your toes the entire time so about what's what, happening, what's going on, who's good, who's bad. Yeah, everything. it really does. And it's, it's interesting to watch like again, because uh -huh. because this is one of those movies that you hope that if someone has never seen it and if you have never seen it i would encourage you to go watch the movie and then come back and listen to our episode because we will spoil it yeah and you really like if you saw it the first time and it was unspoiled for you i think it makes for a really interesting like you need that reveal right 
this right. is a movie that and and not surprisingly when the whole premise of the movie is you've got the turn and the what and then the prestige and whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's also interesting to go back and watch knowing what the big reveal is going to be or all of the big reveals because when you watch it nolan tells you everything flat out yep, yep. and when you watch it again you're like wow i it's am the right biggest there. dummy in the world because i didn't catch any of this and it's all pretty blatant and obvious and that's how brilliant it is because that is exactly how like the whole movie itself is like one long magic trick because it is you're not looking for those things because you want to believe what's happening on screen. And he it's tells really you the rules. Yeah. He tells you the rules right up front. And in fact, the very first two shots of the movie, once you know, tell you everything, there's a shot yep. of all the top hats and then yep. there's the shot of the birds and the, the, you get the little kid saying, where's the brother. So right off the top. Yeah. You, you've been told what is happening, but you don't put them all together until after. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, it works better because the other movie that I think of or that I think of all the time, and I know, Tracy, you disagree with this, and I'm sorry to bring it up on an episode that you're probably enjoying otherwise. But I think of The Sixth Sense. You had okay. like you had to go in fresh and not know yeah. Yeah. the twist in that to get it at the very end. Well, but going back and watching it, I don't find it as enjoyable as exactly. I do The Prestige. Yeah, because it, once I think once you know the the secrets of the prestige, then you can like see all the little breadcrumbs that are throughout it, and still enjoy it. At least in my opinion. But I think that the mm -hmm. sixth sense, once you know, the the rewatchability drops from yeah. In, in my opinion, yeah. Um, and I think a big reason for that, I think Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale play their roles so well here. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is so great in this kind of role of being. I mean, this the is him showman. auditioning for the greatest showman, really. <laughs> Great Danton. And yeah. but but then Christian Bale really playing two different characters. Like he does a great job. And there are moments where you can see, okay, he's obvious I don't know which brother is which, but he's obviously this brother now that loves this person and not the other. I think the only really the way you can person. tell is how he reacts to Olivia. Sarah. Yeah. To Olivia, yep. I think that's the only real way that you can tell because one's in love with Scarlett Johansson's character and one's in love with the, with the other woman. But yeah. I love, I love the, the, some of the misdirection because they, they talk about like um, they, they even say he's, he's got a brother, you know, he's got a, or he's got a, it's not a brother. It's a, it's a, a double. And Michael Caine keeps saying he's got a double and he's, and they're like, it can't be a double. And then especially because, um, she says, uh, well, I've seen him up close and he, he, he's missing the two fingers and there's you in your brain. You're like, well, yeah. Cause there's no way the other guy would chop off his fingers in order to have the act. But they tell you with the China man, when they go see the act and Christian Bale's character is saying he lives it, he lives it a hundred percent. That's the act. And so again, it's setting you up and telling you that this is going to happen, but you don't want to believe that after the bullet catch, the other brother would lose two fingers, but he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when and they show really, that scene, it gets me every a, time. That Chinaman scene, th there was actually a white guy um, who dressed up as a Chinaman who did that. That's He he mm -hmm. lived his life as this old Chinese man 100% of the time. Um, and then he tried to do a bullet catch on stage and got shot. And he never spoke English except for on stage. He said, oh, my God, I've been shot. And then he died. But like oh, otherwise, wow. he he lived to be this Chinaman, so they based it off of that guy, which is fascinating to me. Like, yep. I'm not dedicated. Like, that's method acting to an extreme, right? That's just yeah. <laughs> and I think in uh, Christian Bale's characters, you know, that is like the longest drawn out like deceit ever. It's just that's so much energy. Yeah. to try and deceive so many people and you might say well yeah it's it's the trick but it's also just so manipulative oh absolutely. Like, yeah. he is a very very manipulative person and yeah. two yeah. people you know but mm -hmm. um you know to be able to carry on that lie for so long is you know that's the long game but but in the end you realize yeah he is super 
addicted, I wouldn't say committed, but he's super addicted to the life that he wanted to live, that he allows this to happen to him and his brother dies. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that Hugh Jackman's character is the more ruthless character. Yeah. Like he's, he's at the tipping point of doing very, very bad things to get what he wants very quick. He, he goes beyond what he would normally do as a person Mm -hmm. and he steps across that line. And that's, I think, you know, when you're trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up and then you get there, we, I think we've all hit a point in our careers where you're like, am I willing to go there to get that? Right. And you either do it or, or you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I just walk through a different door. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I've had so many different jobs (laughs) because I know my limits. Yeah. And he, and, and for, for Christian Bale's characters, it, there was an obsession, but it was always on that professional level. Like, I don't know that he ever got personal until the very, very end when it was, well, I'm getting my daughter back and you killed my brother and whatever, Uh but, but for Hugh Jackman's character, the great Anton, it, he's he is from the very beginning. It is all personal. Absolutely, like he's not yeah. obsessed with trying to do better than him just to be the better magician. It is, I need to run him out of town. Yeah, you and killed my wife, worse. and he killed my wife, and, and it wasn't on purpose. But you you were responsible. You did the wrong knot. So yeah, I'm coming to destroy you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I then didn't... when he finds out like what he has to do to like get him there. Yeah. It, that's, you know, those are morals that people it's questionable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how that conversation went though, for the two brothers We're like, look, I've got this <laughs> idea for this magic <gasps> trick, but it's going to require us to live one life together and like only live half a life and the other one being like no i'm totally on board because that payoff is gonna be legit man we've got to do it like how does that go yeah i don't know i mean obviously one of them was running the show a little bit more than the other yeah right yeah Yeah. um but yeah to think that you have to pretend to be in love with this woman that you don't love and to be with this child that's not yours and to yeah brutal well yeah so i i think for me this is how i break down we've got two the two brothers we don't really know we know one of them is named alfred because we're assuming that's one of their names right we don't know the other one's name so we're going to call them alfred and freddie i feel like alfred was the one that was married to sarah it was his (laughs) daughter uh he loved her that was the life that he wanted and then freddie was the one that loved scarlett johansson's character yeah uh didn't love sarah so tracy which one lived and which one died do you think uh i think alfred lived and i think freddie died because he's with the the girl at the end but i could be wrong maybe maybe the other brother maybe freddie had a change of heart and is now like i'll raise this child in memory of my brother yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to do. And, and I love the fact too, like they didn't disguise Freddie much when you look at it, like, yeah, but you don't think that that's, you don't automatically think that's Christian Bale playing the same character. Right. Right. And at first we only see like side glances, but as the movie progressed, we see more and more of Freddie, but at least yeah. the first time that I saw it, I never put two and two together going, wait a minute, that's Christian. No, Bale. what, when the reveal happened, I was like, holy cow, how did I miss that throughout the whole yeah. movie? And, and like I said, watching it again, I'm like, I am the world's biggest idiot because it is all laid out right there for me. But it's easier. Every test is easier when you've got the answer key, yeah. right? I mean, but the nice but, thing with it is I didn't feel cheated. Like sometimes they do a reveal and you're like, well, how was I supposed to figure that out? Like you get the reveal and you're like, well, duh. Or like, there's no way I would have been able to figure that out without this knowledge that you hid from me. Like you feel cheated because they hid that. So you wouldn't figure it out. But in this one, I feel like there's enough stuff there that you look back and you're like, I probably should have caught these things. And I didn't. Yeah. Uh, And then there's Hugh Jackman's big reveal. 
where you find out the way that the trick works with the transporting. <laughs> and like, he's basically killing a clone of himself every night or a copy of himself. I don't know if it, I, clone copy something. Yeah. yeah they never explained the science. It's that, again, it's that like, is it a person? Is it a real person? Is it not? That person then could end up killing him and then take it. Like, well, there is so many things that he is dealing with here that are not okay. Well, and he says yeah, at the end when he's talking to um, Christian Bale, to Alfred, and he's like, you never got your hands dirty. And he's like, oh, I get my hands dirty because I never know if I'm going to be the man in the box or the man on the stage. So I feel like... Yeah. This isn't a different version of him. Like it's just it is him, but in two pieces. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to kill one of himself. It's like he's yeah. committing suicide every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things is when Cutter. So Michael Caine. Michael Caine is brilliant Michael in this Caine's movie, right. which is he's I brilliant mean, in everything. We don't deserve exactly. him. This is so true. Don't. He went uh, I mean, real, real quick. Um, when I was in film school, we actually watched, um, he had a documentary series um, that he created for actors on how to act for film. And um, it's a whole like series that I wish I could get my hands on, but it was fascinating to, to, to watch. And because I guess like he came from the stage and got into film. And so he was helping other actors on how you have to act differently for film. And I'm like, anyway, I've always found that just interesting. Yeah when you see his character kind of when he starts figuring out what what's been going on with uh the great danton and like lord caldwell and like he's alive and all this other stuff uh you can tell like for him that's the breaking point of this has gone this is too far this has gone too far like i think he struggled with him throughout trying to tell him you know like the whole argument about he uses a double. That's how he does it. We've got to find you a double. We're going to do it. And like, you've got to get past this obsession. Like it's almost a, a, a father, son, mentor, yeah. mentee kind of relationship. But then when he comes in with, with uh, Christian Bale's daughter and he finds out he's still alive and all this other stuff, it takes it to a new level for him where like he realizes with the stands. audience that yeah, it's too far. I just want to know if there was ever any like mixing up of, you know, lines because, you know, Batman Begins comes out in 2005 (laughs) with Christian Bale and him. And then this comes out in 2006. You've got a around the same time. You've got, yeah, there's just so many things. (laughs) I'm sure it happens. But I love seeing them on screen together. Michael Caine and Christian Bale are just. That's magic. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably when when uh, the great Danton falls through the floor and breaks his leg, mm. he probably said, "Why do we fall?" <laughs> so we can learn to pick ourselves up. The like, that, that's the other movie. Okay, that that Foley artist, whoever created the sound of his leg breaking. Oh my gosh! Bravo, because that sound is horrifying. It was. Yes. It was. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, like you feel that break. It is brutal. Yeah, it is. I do think that as much as I love the coloring of this movie and I love the lighting, like they play yeah. so much with lighting in this film, which which plays to what, you know, like a magician is. It's all right. about the lighting and it's all about basically giving you right in front of your face what the answer is, but you don't see it. You know, it's, it's all about that. I Mm -hmm. I do think sometimes the pacing of this movie isn't great for me. I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes when, you know, we have um, Hugh Jackman's character is like out just trying to get the best thing, um, you know, from Tesla I feel uh-huh. like some of that just kind of drags on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just like a lot of it to me. I And I hadn't watched it since it had come out. So it's been a long time a that I even forgot. Uh-huh. I forgot like a lot of this movie. So it was uh-huh. like watching it again. I'm like, okay, oh yeah, I remember this. I remember that. But I didn't remember the big reveal at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And so oh, wow. um, I was like, oh, how, like, that's a big deal. How did I forget that? But <laughs> there was a lot in the middle that just kind of drug on for me that yeah. by the time I got to the end, I'm like, oh, that was really cool. I mean, I, but I'm kind of bored a little bit, but that was really neat. Like I could, I could see a little bit of that. I feel like yeah. the, there's a middle section that's a little too long and the ending to me goes a little too fast. Yes. Like yeah. it's, it needs it. If we could tighten up the middle a little bit so uh -huh. that that pacing, it wouldn't feel as fast at the end. I agree. Because I feel like we've got a lot happening at the beginning uh -huh. and then all of a sudden we just have like this stuff in the yeah. middle and then it goes again at the end yeah yeah so i just yeah. feel like the pacing is just a, a little bit off for me and i think because of that i i get kind of annoyed by hugh jackman's character which i think you're supposed to in yeah i think sense, so right in a sense yeah. but then it was just to the point where i was like but it's this is like get out of keep going like get out of like you need yeah. to move 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 on move forward like get to where you're supposed to go i just wanted to like scooch him along you know <laughs> come on hugh <laughs> well I, I think the other thing with the pacing i think that that i i struggled with a little bit or i could see people struggling with a little bit is they go back and forth on whether this is past present what part in the past it is who's reading which diary at which point and they kind of just there's nothing to tell you when they change from one scene to the next um who where they are in the storyline and so it makes it a little bit harder it made it a little bit harder for me to kind of follow through yeah i also feel like that's intentional because i do uh -huh. think that there's a lot of the we want you to be looking over here we don't want to stay too long here so you're piecing things together and putting it together we need you to look over here now so there's a little bit of that distraction sleight of hand in the storytelling i'm just trying to decide if i think that works or not well and and you bring up a great point jake i did a little bit of reading on the film before we hopped on and there is 160 cuts in this film that that create a time jump which is a mm -hmm. lot so it is definitely on purpose like he's cutting from one to the next to the next and going forward and backwards and and so that's definitely deliberate but it is a little bit disconcerting and it's one of my it's one of my problems with with Nolan. like i really like him as a filmmaker and i'm really interested mm. to see what he does with oppenheimer um but he and his brother sometimes outthink themselves like they're yeah. really smart people but sometimes they're like they it, it's kind of like what val was saying about bo is afraid like they kind of get into their own heads and forget like you need especially his brother i think Nolan is much better about it but like westworld is a great example, which was all done by his brother is it starts off with a great concept. And then it goes off on these tangents that are like out there yeah. and you're like, but what happened to the story that I was being told? That's not the story you're telling yeah. me anymore. And sometimes I think they get yeah. like so far of, of I'm so much smarter than everybody else. And New Jackman's they, character in this movie. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then they kind of lose track of the story at times. So yeah, I would agree with that. And and the rushed ending for me felt right at home this week as mm -hmm. I finished up the season finale of The Mandalorian and the series finale of Picard, both of which I felt like there was a little bit of rush ending involved there. <laughs> We've got um, 18 tie, uh, loose ends we got to tie up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, crap, we're on the last episode, guys. We better wrap this story up. It's how it kind of felt sometimes. And I felt like this movie was kind of the same thing. Oh, we've got all these loose ends. And I think that they're it's hard because I think in all three instances, there were things that they were trying to hold on to and not reveal until the very end. And when you're doing that, when you've got, and that starts adding up more and more throughout the movie, then you like, you're trying to time all of those reveals just perfectly. And I think it ends up in this case being a little bit of a rush. Yeah. Yeah. I think to me, one of the best big reveal endings is the usual suspects in terms mm -hmm. of the pacing, because they give you enough where you're like, whoa, when they reveal the whole Kaiser Soze, like that is timed perfectly. This one to me, it's like, the t I don't have a problem with doing like a lot of information in a little bit of time, but it happens. The edit is so fast. It's like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And then you're like, oh, okay. I think I get it. Like you don't come out of there going, okay, I get it. You come out going, I think I get it. And then you have to watch it again in order to mm -hmm. really kind of start to put the pieces together. Yeah. Um, but 
overall, I think the movie itself is enjoyable. I think mm. it's got visually, it's really. I mean, it's it's a Nolan oh, movie. I think that, this that is shot, it, that shot in the snow with the light bulbs. Yes. Oh, gorgeous. Also, if if Tesla's alternating current works anything like what they show in this movie, why are we not using that instead of Edison's? I, I think well, that's is. a whole different conversation. It is. <laughs> yes. I, I read a little bit. I haven't read a ton, but I know that it, it does work, but it's like trickier. Yeah. But like Edison was the better salesman. Um, he was. And, and Edison, I think it's interesting too in this film, like we have where the very first time that we see the Tesla machine and we have the heckler in the audience who's like, is this safe? You know, and this looks dangerous. And then it turns out that he's one of Tesla's guys that, or uh, excuse me, one of Edison's yeah. guys that burns yeah. down Tesla's factory. Um, yep. and, and they actually did that kind of thing. I guess Edison really did hire people. Edison like, was a bad, and, bad guy. He's not a good like, dude. There are documentaries historical <laughs> about these men and they're dirty, dirty birds. Like they, yeah. and it, because it was all who's going to get to it first and that's going right. to be who gets all the money and that's who's going to be whose name is everywhere. And Edison and Tesla, they played some dirty, dirty games with, yeah. with each other. Alexander Graham Bell, also awful, awful individual. Just <laughs> to throw that out there. Cause I, I don't do think Tesla's awful, but I do think like he got pushed around by Edison enough that he made some yeah. things that Edison and I forgot about Graham Bell. Graham Bell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was awful. but we get uh, these stories as kids that they were just, I know. Stories. <laughs> like he invented the telephone and we're so grateful for it he also like really pushed for anyway we don't need to get into a lot of stuff like eugenics and other things so we'll kind of move forward but uh, yeah i think movie podcast where they like have a little book club discussion and then we'll get this into is, eugenics. This will be fun so eugenics let's break it down uh we, I, I just don't think I'm qualified to dig into it to the depth that it should be dug into at some point. But I'm sure there is someone who is, and they probably have a podcast that you should go and find if you're interested in learning more about eugenics. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I think Tesla was more of a visionary. Yeah. Um, and that's hard in that kind when when you're looking at competing against people that are in it to make money, visionaries oftentimes lose out because yeah. They're more about, I want to do something great. And that's my legacy. Whereas, yeah. So they get pushed around a lot, unfortunately. So, um, but and, David Bowie as Tesla was great. Oh, I, 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 sure. I, I forgot. And he like, comes on screen and I was like, ah, like yeah. I had this little like Bowie. <laughs> I forgot I mean, Scarlett Johansson was in this and then David Bowie shows up and I didn't forget it, but I kind of did. And I was like, oh yeah. Well, what's funny is I think all of. I think a lot of the actors that are in this, okay, David Bowie being not that case, because David Bowie's not an, he is an actor in this and he does a great job, but he right. is a musician. That's what we know him for. And his legacy had already been cemented by mm -hmm. 2005 when this comes out, 2006. But like Scarlett Johansson was just kind of coming on the scene. Like she was a big deal, but wasn't to the level that I think oh, she is okay. now. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. This was kind of one of the first roles outside of that that he mm -hmm. was in. Uh, and Christian Bale was just coming back on with Batman Begins. Um, yeah, he was a child actor. Yeah, he was in Newsies, by the way. Scenes yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, the Spielberg, the, the, the Rice and Sun, Empire of the Sun. Yeah. Yes, Empire of the Sun. He was also in that. Um, but then you've also got Andy Serkis is in oh, this. Andy Serkis. Totally man. forgot he was in it until he shows he, up. I'm like, oh, yeah. I got to say, Andy Serkis is one of the most underrated actors like everything he does is so good and we and rightfully so we think of him as Gollum right I mean yeah but we do, we do. It, but and and he was brilliant in that but he's so good at so many other things like in Andor this last year fantastic he's, performance in, like, in just, Black and, Panther he is Black awful is, it's awesome yeah how yeah awful he yes. is and he is I think he will go down as one of if not the best character actor of his of his time. I mean, I like he's just, everything he does is so well done. 
I mean, I don't know that he's ever going to be the leading man. He could, but I think he's just mm-hmm. so good in the roles that he's in. Yeah. He's so also, interesting. Like you see him and you go, okay, that's Andy Serkis, but, but it doesn't define the character. No. Like, you see Tom Cruise he, and you're like, okay. lost Tom, in the character. Yeah. 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 Like you yeah. recognize his name as a care as an actor, but you get into the role that he's playing. Yeah. Um, he also is a great audiobook narrator. He made uh, Lord that. of the Rings and The Hobbit so much easier to listen to once he they came out with his versions. Um anyway, just and then one last thing that I think is interesting, Jake. So we have Alfred Borden and we have Robert Angier. And if you take yes. the first two letters of their names, Abra. Oh boy! Another little magic trick, little 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 hint there for you. And before we grade, I read this and I thought this was hilarious. So, so Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale both talked to different magicians, and the magicians that Christian Bale talked to, they would like show him parts of tricks, like how to do some little hand um, stuff because he had to do stuff with the ball and the bullet and stuff like that. So they were showing him pieces, but he's like, they never showed me the full trick. They'd show me like no. bits and pieces, right? Hugh Jackman, yeah. Hugh Jackman went and saw uh, David Copperfield. And then got to meet him afterwards. And it's Hugh Jackman and his wife. And this is from Hugh Jackman. So unless Hugh Jackman's lying, the story is true. He says, Mm -hmm. David Copperfield is like, come with me. I'll show you something cool. So it's like 1230 at night. And he takes him to what looks, and sorry for this, Jake, but it's a a sex shop. And it's close to the night. So David Copperfield pulls out some keys. And Hugh Jackman and his wife are like, what are we doing here? And he opens the door and they go inside and he tells Hugh Jackman, push the nipple of that mannequin. And he oh does. Goodness. And a secret door opens. And it's like this museum of magical memorabilia that Hugh Jackman wow. is like football fields long underground, full of all this magician's collections of stuff. And like puts on a private show for him until like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but evidently somewhere in Las Vegas, there is a magical museum that you enter through a sex shop by pushing the mannequin's nipple. Isn't there I'm like a Brendan Fraser movie about this? <laughs> it sounds like one. Not. I, if you want something to blend in in Las Vegas, hide it in a sex shop. But I'm it, like, it'll. What you got to look at yourself of, and be like, what kind of life am I living? Like I'm hanging out with David Copperfield in the basement of a sex shop. Watching a private performance from this magician. I mean, Christian Bale's uh, like, I just have these rings. Right? <laughs> but it, That's why he got so angry on set. Freaking Hugh yeah. Jackman. I mean, Hugh Jackman, Jackman pushing nipples and seeing private shows from David Copperfield. I'm over here bouncing a ball. No respect. Listen, it, you know, I... Now it would probably be different. I think Christian Bell would get the private show. It would be fine. If that story is not true, I desperately want it to be. So it, it exists in my mind. Now there's all yeah. these people going around the sex shops in Vegas, like just pushing things, hoping, <laughs> hoping. We started a new TikTok trend. Let's see if can the Hidden Magic Museum. Kids, and on that poke, note, don't poke the <laughs> Okay. I saw a TikTok that made that this is reminding me of. This lady took, uh, she went with her daughter to a museum tour, Kosi, I don't, or Kosai or something like that. I don't know, Chicago, uh-huh. something. Um, and she was given like four kids that she was in charge of and they were kind of the the kids that needed extra attention in the class and she said it was great until we came into the room when they had all the baby fetuses in and they're like um so how do they put them in there and she's like oh some they're just models that they put in glass and they're like no like how do they put them in there like in the woman and she's like oh well talk to your parents about that whoever you live with at home they can explain it and she said let's go like let's move on and Cause they, anyway, and then another point, they're like, I just squeezed a woman's breast. And it was because they had like models of breasts that like you could squeeze apparently. And she's like, why, why is this a thing? 
Like, why do they have this in there? Wow. And then someone else. It's an interactive exhibit. It's an interactive exhibit. Somebody else yells out, I just touched that guy's balls. And they go, and it's like a bottle of testicles. What are it's you like, watching, why? Jake? Why is what are you watching? It was, a, it was a second grade field trip. This was like a yeah, science I museum mean... that they went on. It was, anyway. Well, that's your TikTok feed is, but that's that. not on my TikTok feed, Jake. <laughs> Dis- I will Valerie's find it and Disney I will share Disney it to you guys. So I do not it. need that on my TikTok. I, there's nothing about- graphic about it. It's kids who like don't know any better. They're like, I just. I'm trying to make you feel more uncomfortable about what you're talking about. I'm comfortable with it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> I says B minus. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go A minus on this for uh, the prestige. I think it's good. It does have problems. The time jumps are definitely hard to follow. And I think without that, it would be an A, but it was enjoyable from start to finish for me again. Uh, so I'm going to rate it an A minus. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jake. It's not a perfect movie. There's some editing issues, but I really like the the acting. I think it's a smart movie. It's a little too smart for its own good. Um, like I said, the main problem to me is the, is the rushing at the end. Um, but I'm going to go A minus as well. I think this is a really, really good movie. Um, one of Nolan's better, better films. That's true. I enjoy the. This is probably the one of my favorite. The sound was great films. for a Nolan film. Yeah, I could you hear can the people. Understand the dialogue. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, but, well, I could hear the dialogue. There were some parts where the accents got a little thick that I didn't understand true. the dialogue, but that wasn't Nolan's fault. That's true. So, but overall, enjoyable movie. Uh, go check it out if you haven't seen Prestige in a long time. Uh, we just ruined it for you, again, but go watch it anyway. <laughs> it's still really entertaining. Go see um, David Bowie. Yeah, go see David Bowie in a movie. Like, honestly, what else do you need in your life? Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that way you'll never miss a new episode when it comes out or follow us on whatever podcast feed you enjoy listening to podcasts on. Uh, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the listens. And please pay attention to our Facebook uh, page. If you don't follow us there, please do so because we will be having events and other opportunities so you can donate to the American Cancer Society because in January we are going to run, jog, walk, 10k in disneyland and it's yep. going to be epic it's going to be awesome we're going to do some broadcasts from disneyland we're going to it's going to be it's going to be great but we'll be yeah we'll be doing events and raising are money we, are we doing broadcasts from Disney? because i'm thinking what equipment do i need to bring for this all right we'll talk even about if we that do a phone there. thing even if we do a all right phone thing we'll figure it out my phone we we'll got it. it yeah all right all right thank you everybody for your support uh we really appreciate it and until next time we won't see you at the movies. I need a tagline. I need an ending tagline. This has been an Age of Geek media production.